What's up, everyone? It's Michael Scotto, HoopsHype.com's NBA writer and host of the Hoops Hype podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by Chris Duarte, a projected first-round pick in this year's NBA draft. He was the AP's Pac-12 Player of the Year, and he was also a Pac-12 All-Defensive Team member during his time at Oregon. Chris, I appreciate you hopping on the line with me. How are you doing, brother? Uh, thank you. Thank you, Mike, for having me here with you. Uh, thanks, guy. Everything's good, man. Uh, it's finished my, my trip, man. And uh, everything's been good so far. Enjoying the time. You're getting ready to realize your dream and, and become an NBA player soon. But the first thing I wanted to ask you was for people that don't know you and uh, what is something about you that people wouldn't know? Maybe something about you off the court that someone wouldn't know by doing a Google search on you, for those listening. Well, uh, that uh, I'm a family guy. Uh, I used to play baseball. Baseball was my first sport. Uh, growing up, baseball, you know, I'm Dominican. I'm the Dominican Republic. And uh, that's, the, that's our first sport over there. So I used to play baseball. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, yeah, that's it. You started playing basketball, I want to say, around 14 years old. How how did you get into basketball? Correct. Uh, I got into basketball just watching my brother as I was growing up. Uh, my brother was playing basketball. And uh, it looked like it was more fun for me. So I got bored of baseball, got tired, and I quit. And uh, then I, I jumped into basketball when I was 13, 14 years old. So my brother was the uh, key of that. When you started to watch basketball when you were 14, which players did you like to watch growing up? Well, uh, growing up, uh, we used to watch a lot of Kobe Bryant. Uh, yeah, those guys in the wrong gym because back in my neighborhood, where we're from, uh, I got a couple of friends over there and we used to make a team, a team in the wrong gyms and a team, Kobe Bryant, and we used to, uh, go, go against each other. And, uh, that was the type of play I used to watch growing up. You also played AAU basketball for the New York Lightning and, you also played uh, JUCO basketball. Did you ever have any doubt that you would become an NBA player? Uh, that was always my dream. That, that's always been my dream. So that's something that I work for. That's, you know, that's something that I've been working for. And uh, the good thing about me is that I always have faith on that. And uh, I always believe in myself. I know, you know, Was there a moment 
that you realized you could be an NBA player, that you were good enough to maybe make this a career? Yeah. Uh, like I say, when I came here and I played high school, I played against the top guys, and I, I, I really did good. I really, you know, did a good job uh, against the top guys. So that's opened up my eyes a little bit bigger. And I started seeing myself, you know, farther and farther. Then when you went to, after JUCO, you went to Oregon and, you know, you became the AP player of the year and you were an all defensive team guy. When you were at Oregon, what did you learn while you were there playing for coach Dana Altman? Well, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I learned from every coach that I played for. It's just like I learned from the mail back in Juco. Uh, it's like I learned from Dana Altman in Oregon. Uh, Dana, I learned how to be, you know, more consistent. Uh, Dana, I learned how to play uh, without the ball. That's something that I really learned how to play without the ball. Uh, playing harder. Uh, I think, yeah, Dana helped me a lot in my game and, and all this stuff back in Oregon. You, t- you mentioned about playing um, off the ball. For you, um, what do you think is your best position playing in the NBA looking ahead? Well, I'm a guy that, you know, I'm a coachable guy. So whatever the team needs, needs me to do, I'm, I'm, you know, down to do it. So, if the team needs me to play defense, I'm willing to do it. You know, if the team needs me to score, same thing, I'm willing to do it. So, I'm a guy that brings a lot of, a lot of to the table. But, yeah, I feel more comfortable with the ball and, you know, shooting and defensively. So. Another thing that I was curious of, you when the NBA draft combine was happening, uh, you pulled out. So there were different reports about why you left the combine. So I wanted to give you the opportunity, uh, you know, for yourself to say, wh- why did you pull out of the combine? I knew, I knew that question was coming, Mike. <laughs> uh, that was a decision that me and my agent and my family made. Uh, you know, we felt like that was the best decision for us. Uh, I really showed what I can do. I really proved people what, you know, what I can do. So that's something that you're going to have to tell, uh, ask my, my agent. He'll be able to tell you a little bit better than me. But, yeah, I, I think uh, I showed people what I can do. I'm ready to uh, go to the league and perform and do my thing. So I don't need to go to the combine and, and just, you know, do, do what they did over there. I took that time to, you know, I uh, learn more about basketball. You know, add a little bit more my bag, uh, little details, watch more film. So I took that time for that. Also, uh, you know, you, some people wondered if, like, uh, you felt good enough about where you were going to be drafted, uh, you know, potentially in the first round. So I, I might as well ask you, where do you think your draft range is as of right now? Well, a lot of the people. Uh, I don't care about what anybody says. 
I'm a lottery pig. I'm a lottery guy. And uh, I know they keep talking about my age. Age doesn't matter at this level. If you're ready to go, you're ready to go. It doesn't matter how old are you. So right now I'm a lottery pig. And, uh, you know, I'm going to prove it. You mentioned also about your age. Yeah, I mean, some people, because a lot of these kids that are coming into the draft, some of them are you know, 19, 20, you're a little older, not that much. You're 24, I want to say. Um, so for you, what do you think is the benefit of coming into the draft as an older guy? Just mentally prepared, you know. Uh, I've been through a lot. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people have been through a lot. But, you know, what I've been through, it helped me. It's going to help me at the next level. I'm ready to play. I'm ready to go. Uh, I got a lot of my, my turn. Help me out with that word. I don't know how to say that word a little bit. But, yeah, uh, I'm a tour and all, uh, and I'm just ready to go. Do you think that um, – d- d- does that – those questions about your age, does that give you either a chip on your shoulder or um, – do you feel underrated in a sense because people are talking about your age? I've been feeling like that since I came here to the state. So, like I said, it don't matter to me what people said about me, about my game, about my age. You know, I know who I am and I, and I know what I can do on and off the court. When you look at your game right now, what do you think are your strengths right now and your weaknesses if you had to evaluate your game? Uh, I'm a good player that can really shoot the ball, uh, can be a playmaker, uh, you know, can put it on the floor, come off the pick and roll, off the screen, move without the ball. So those are, those things are, you know, the good things I do defensively, uh, off the ball, uh, really working on on the ball. I'm a good defender, and that's something that people really, I'm really underrated. It's defensively, so. But weaknesses, I, I don't think I have weaknesses. And if I do, I'm really working on it. So when you when you talk about your de- your defense, you're you're tall for a guard. Um, w- with that in mind. I guess, what is it about defense that, that you enjoy? A lot of times now, we don't see guys in the league that play both sides of the ball. What do you like about defense, and who do you look forward to guarding in the NBA? I just like getting free points. That's a free point when you get them steal, and you go down the court and score. So that's, that's what I like the most. Uh, I just feel good about it, and uh, it, it, it hypes my teammates up, you know. Uh, you know, I set the tone. So that's what I like the most, you know, setting the tone defensively, you know, since a lot of people don't like to do that. And I'm looking forward to guard anybody in the league, you know. Is uh, When you look at some of the guys that are in the NBA now, is there any player or more than one player that you compare your game to that is similar? Well, uh, I watch a lot of Clay Thompson, uh, David Booker. Uh, I used to watch a lot of Kobe Bryant, how, how he played. 
but I, I, I'm just Chris Duarte, man, and I think everybody's different. You know, can shoot the ball, can dribble the ball, can be a playmaker, like I said. But yeah, I learned a little bit from everybody. I think everybody's special. Everybody got something that's really good. So at the end of the day, I'm just Chris Duarte. When you sit down and you do your interviews with teams uh, that are looking to possibly draft you, what do you say to them when they ask, why should my team select you? Because, uh, it's a good question, Mike. Uh, I'm a guy, a uh, hungry guy. Uh, I'm a good guy on and off the court. Uh, stuff that I bring to the table. I'm a coachable guy, hard worker. I'm willing to do anything that the team needs me to do to win games. Have you thought about for yourself, now you're just starting to get ready for the NBA, but one of the things I'm curious about with any rookie that gets into the NBA is what are your goals long-term for your career? What do you want to accomplish by the time you retire? I want to accomplish a lot of things. Uh, it's like uh, any player. I want to be a uh, rookie of the year. I want to be in the league for a long, long time. Because I'm thinking about long term. Uh, rookie of the year, all-star. Uh, and uh, win a championship. You know, those are the goals I got. And I hope I, you know, accomplish those goals. Being that you played baseball when you were younger, I was curious, what position did you play? And how do you think, it, it, is there any way that playing baseball can help make you a better basketball player? Uh, well, to answer your first question, I, I was a pitcher. But back home, they make you, when you die young like that, they make you play different positions. And once you go up to 14, 15 years old, they can see in which position you you, you better you better at. So uh, I was a pitcher. I was my position. I used to play third base, shortstop, second base, any base. And uh, the second question you asked me, I don't I don't know how to answer you that question, but. Uh, I think it helps, you know. Uh, we run a lot, especially when you're a pitcher. You got to run a lot. Uh, so that helps you conditioning, conditioning-wise. Uh, we don't really work on jump, jumping. You know, we don't really try to jump out of the building. But we really working on lateral quickness, you know, lighting your feet. So, yeah, it helps. Is is there anything about the draft process so far uh, that has surprised you at all that maybe you didn't expect? Uh, no, nah, not not really, not yet. When when you not do yet. when you do make it to the NBA, uh, what what is the thing that you're looking most forward to? What are you most excited about? 
daughter, can, can you repeat the question, Mike, please? Sure. When you get drafted and you go to your team, what are you most excited about when you start to play in the NBA? Uh, uh, getting together with the team, uh, build chemistry, uh, go to practice, go to games, win games, uh, showcase. That's a lot of things. Any When you've been doing any draft interviews, did you get any uh, questions that maybe surprised you from a, a team or anything like that? Yes, like they ask some random questions that you don't even know how to answer it. So that's something that surprised you. Because you're thinking about, you know, when you meet with the team, you know, when you interview with the team, you're thinking about, okay, we're going to talk about, you know, we're going to have a serious conversation and they're going to ask you uh, real questions, you know, questions that make sense. Yeah, they do, but sometimes they come up with questions that don't even make sense. And that surprised me. I, I've, some players have told me they'll ask, like, scientific questions or something about, uh, like, physics and things like that. I, I believe you on that. Um, for you, how, how has it been for you, you know, because you mentioned about uh, being – Dominican. How how did you learn to speak English when you when you came <laughs> over? Yeah, yeah. When I came over here, uh, I used to uh, read uh, the dictionary. Dictionary. I used to learn every day. I used to learn ten words every day, and then uh, it's talking to my teammates. Uh, you know, basketball take you to different places, and uh, that really helped me out. Uh, using Duolingo, uh, talking to my teachers in school, reading, all that helped me, helped me with my English, and still helping me. For you, being that you had to learn a whole new language, um, what was it like kind of growing up and having to do that? What, was it hard for you to, to get adjusted to the United States? Yes, for, yes, for sure. Uh, you know, different, uh, language, different culture, culture. Uh, it was really hard for me, especially being away from your family, from the people you love, uh, coming at a young age, like I did. All that, it was really hard for me. You know, I used to cry by myself at night. Uh, depression, uh, being here without money, without phone, without family, with nothing, basically. So that was, that, yes, it was hard, it was hard for me to adjust. When did you first come to the United States? Uh, 2015. Something like that. So for you to have to deal with that, and that's a big adjustment. When you look back on it now, 
when you're about to realize your dream, what what goes through your mind? A lot of things, Mike. Excitement, excitement. You know, I, I take a look and and look at myself five years from now. You know, five years ago, how I was. You know, how I came here uh, compared to now. But I'm going through. You know, everything that's happening. Well, me and my family. You know, it, it just made me feel good. It made me think about. You know. Our work paying off, you know, everything that I did was, uh, uh, was good. So, you know, now it's time for me to enjoy and, uh, you know, have fun and, 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 you know, be able to take care of my family. So it feels amazing, man. Well, I mean, Chris, I certainly wish you the best of luck as you continue to work out and get ready for the NBA draft with with each team that you're going to go to to visit and best of luck to you as you get ready to realize a dream and and play in the NBA. Yeah, thank you so much, Mike. Miss a lot to me. My pleasure, Chris. And again, thanks for coming on. I I also want to thank everyone for tuning in. If you want to hear more episodes of the Hoops High podcast with guest appearances from NBA players, draft prospects like Chris Duarte, coaches, executives, and media members, you can like and subscribe to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. Uh, you can keep up with my tweets on Twitter, at Mike A. Scotto, and you can follow Chris on Twitter as well. He's at C underscore Duarte, that's D-U-A-R-T-E. The number five. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Scotto, wishing you and yours all the best. <laughs>